نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله Verily the praise belongs to Allah, we praise Him, seek His assistance and forgiveness and we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of ourselves and the evil consequences of our deeds. Whoever Allah guides, there is no one that can lead him astray and whoever Allah leads astray, there is no one that can guide him. I bear witness that nothing deserves to be worshipped except Allah alone and that He has no partners or associates. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his slave servant and his messenger. <coughs> We'd like to begin this evening, bi-ibnillahi ta'ala, in this the ninth lecture in our series of the explanation of the aqeedah of Ahl sunnah from the introduction of the muqaddama of Al-Imam ibn Abi Zayd rahimahullah in which he has mentioned those things, the necessary, essential things of deen, of religion, that a Muslim is required to have a conviction in their heart and to express on their tongue. These things a Muslim believes in firmly without doubt and they also express it on their tongue. And he mentioned a number of things before this. The most important of them, of course, that which he began with, at Tawheed. This evening, we would like to discuss two paragraphs from the essay of Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd, and they deal with three fundamental issues. And these issues, each of them, are issues about which there is some difference of opinion amongst the Muslims. And they are critical issues of great importance. And for that reason, even if we discuss them in brief, I encourage everyone that they should follow this topic by reading some other sources and asking questions about that which might be left incomplete or unclear. The three topics that I am referring to, the first of them is the issue of whether or not actions or deeds are a part of what is called Al-Iman. Yani does Al-Iman also include actions or is it merely a conviction in the heart or a conviction in the heart and that which is expressed on the tongue. And the second issue is the issue of a takfir or declaring the kufr of a specific particular individual Muslim due to some sin that they have committed whether major or minor. And the third of those issues uh, it is more general, uh, it is also related to takfir and it is and the general declaration of takfir, the general declaration of takfir or the declaration that someone is a kafir because or that anyone who does the major sins that they are a kafir. And these last two issues are related to one another, one of them is general, declaring somebody to be a disbeliever for committing a sin. And the other one, it is specifically calling someone, a particular person, as a kafir due to 
some act of disobedience to Allah. And Imam Ibn Abi Zayd rahimahullah begins, his, begins this paragraph by saying وَأَنَّ الْإِمَانَ قَوْلٌ بِاللِّسَانِ And we also have to believe that Al-Iman it is speech on the tongue. Al-Iman is also and it's not just a conviction that one has in the heart but it is also a, a, a speech or a word that is spoken by the tongue. وَأَنَّ الْإِمَانَ قَوْلٌ بِاللِّسَانِ وَإِخْلَاصٌ بِالْقَلْبِ وَعَمَلٌ بِالْجَوَارِحِ and it is also ikhlas or sincerity of the heart. And it is a conviction or a belief or the sincerity of the belief in Allah that one holds in the heart. It is speech on the tongue and it is sincerity or belief or conviction in the heart. وَعَمَلٌ بِالْجَوَارِ And it is action or deeds by the body parts, by the limbs of the body, the actions that one does of obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And here Ibn Abi Zayd says that there are three primary components of that which is called Al-Iman. One of them is the conviction, the confirmation of the truth that one has in the heart. And the other one is the spoken word on the tongue, confirming it on the tongue. And the third of them is the actions that are in agreement with that which is believed in the heart and spoken on the tongue. So that Iman is speech by the tongue and it is sincerity of the heart and it is action by the limbs or the body parts وَيَزِيدُ بِزِيَادَةِ الْأَعْمَالِ and it increases that is Al-Iman increases with the increase of actions Iman increases with the increase of actions as some of the scholars said increases with atta'a with obedience the Iman increases by acts of obedience وَيَنْقُصُ بِنَقْصِهَا it increases by the increase of deeds, of good deeds, and it decreases by the decrease of it. Yani the decrease in doing good deeds. Uh, in another uh, essay that has been yani, uh, recorded from Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd, uh, whether it is originally the same essay or if it is a similar one, the wording of this paragraph <coughs> is that Concerning Al-Iman, يَزِيدُ ذَلِكَ بِطَعَةً That it increases, that Iman increases with obedience وَيَنْقُصُ بِالْمَعْقِيَةً And it decreases with disobedience نَقْصًا أَنْ حَقَائِقَ الْكَمَالِ لَا مُحْبِتٌ لِلْإِمَانِ Yani the decrease with acts of disobedience, it is a decrease from the reality of the perfection The reality of the perfection of Iman but it is not that which eliminates or nullifies or negates Iman in totality. And yani disobedience, an act of disobedience, it causes the Iman to decrease. Yani from the, it decreases its condition or its state of perfection. However, it is not a complete nullification of Iman. Yani general acts of disobedience are not a complete nullification of Iman. This is a statement from Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd as it was recorded in Al-Juyush Al-Islamiyah or Ijtima Al-Juyush Al-Islamiyah a book by Al-Imam Ibn Qayyim Jawziyah so here he has stated three components of Iman and also that Iman increases and decreases it increases by the increase in actions and decreases by the decrease in actions or it increases by obedience and decreases by disobedience فَيَكُونُ بِهَا النَّقْصُ وَبِهَا الزِّيَادَةِ Therefore, it is 
يعني the decrease in iman it is due to the actions يعني decrease in actions and the, or the increase in iman or he said فيكون بها النقص يعني it is the decrease uh, it is due to the actions decrease in actions and likewise the increase in iman is due to يعني the actions or increase in actions ولا يكمل قول الإيمان إلا بالعمل and the speech of iman the قول of iman and whether he means here the speech that is part of iman some of the scholars like Shaykh Hussain Ibn Taymiyyah said قول الإيمان it is قول of the قلب and قول of the لسان that there are two speeches of iman that which the confession in the heart is called speech as well as that which is spoken on the tongue is called speech and some of the scholars have said in that case then that قول الإيمان it includes both of these the speech of the heart it is its confession to the truth and the speech of the tongue it is the words of testimony and the speech of Iman that speech which is a part of Iman is not completed or perfected إلا بالعملي except by deeds and it is incomplete and imperfect if there are no deeds to follow it if it is just a confession of the heart or a word on the tongue it is incomplete until it is followed by those deeds which are in agreement with that which is confessed by the heart or the tongue وَلَا قَوْلَ وَلَا عَمَلَ إِلَّا بِنِيَّةٍ and likewise speech and the action is not completed or perfection or perfected except by niyyah except by intention sincere intention for the sake of Allah alone وَلَا قَوْلَ وَعَمَلَ وَنِيَّةَ إِلَّا بِمُوَافَقَةِ السُّنَّةِ and there is no perfection of the speech of Iman or the actions of Iman or even the intentions that are sincerely for the sake of Allah unless all of that is in agreement with the Sunnah the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam yani these last two points the Niyyah and Muwafaqat Sunnah they are the primary conditions which are necessary for any deed to be accepted by Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that there has to be Niyyah Ikhlas of the niyyah, sincerity of intention for the sake of Allah alone and there has to be muwafatat al-sunnah yani agreement or concordance with the sunnah with the sharia of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in order for these to be accepted therefore we understand from this that the speech of iman and the actions of iman are not sufficient even although they are the primary components of iman conviction in the heart and speech on the tongue and actions by the limbs or the body parts However, there is also the necessity of there being niyyah, sincere intention, that all of this is done sincerely for the sake of Allah. And there also has to be concordance or agreement with the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sheikh Muhammad al-Khumayyis, Allah uh, may Allah protect and preserve him, <coughs> in his explanation of these words, he says that the saying of Al-Imam ibn Abi Zayd that Iman is speech on the tongue, and sincerity of the heart and actions by the body parts he said this is the opinion or the statement or the position of the majority of the Salaf Jamahir al-Salaf yani the majority of the early generations of the Muslims this is their opinion this is the opinion of Ahlul Haq the people of truth indeed Al-Iman Al-Iman the word or the expression Iman Asluhu al-Tasdiq yani the original meaning of Al-Iman it is al-Tasdiq 
to affirm or to confirm or to agree or to concord with something, to confirm the truthfulness of something at tasdeeq. That is the asl of the meaning of al-iman, linguistically. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Yusuf, chapter 12, verse 17, in the words that were in the story of the sons of Yaqub when they came to him and they were telling him what happened to their brother Yusuf, how he was eaten by a wolf. And they knew their father wouldn't believe them. They said to him, وَمَا أَنْتَ بِمُؤْمِنٍ لَنَا And you do not, وَمَا أَنْتَ بِمُؤْمِنٍ يعني مصدق لنا. You don't, you won't believe what we are saying. You will not believe what we are saying. Here, the meaning of mu'min, it means tasdeeq. You will not believe the truthfulness, that we are actually speaking the truth. You won't believe us. You don't believe that we are truthful. Even if we speak the truth, you will not believe us. Meaning, you will not agree that what we are saying is true. So here the meaning of mu'min, it means musaddiq, the one who testifies to the truthfulness of something. And that is the linguistic meaning of al-iman. Here they didn't mean iman like believing in Allah. They meant that he doesn't believe that they are telling the truth. However, that is the linguistic meaning of iman. And what the technical meaning of iman is that which al-imam ibn Abi Zayd has stated in this paragraph, that iman is the conviction in the heart and that speech which agrees with it on the tongue and the actions of the body parts. And as most of the scholars of the people of Sunnah said, as Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd rahimahullah said here, that Iman increases and decreases, and this is an essential part of the definition of Iman, as opposed to those who have missed this point and erred in it. From amongst the people of Sunnah, those who have erred on this point and claimed that Iman does not increase or decrease, that Iman is one part, it cannot be divided or separated, therefore how can it increase or decrease? It is either there or it is not there. If it is there, the person is a mu'min, no matter what they do of deeds, of sin. And if it is not there, they are a kafir, no matter about anything else. And this, on this point, there are two deviations, the deviation of the Khawarij who said that if a person commits a major sin, they go out of Islam. And they nullify their Islam completely because they said that Islam is one. It cannot be separated. It is either confirmed or denied. So if they commit major sins, they have no iman. They are kafir. And the other group deviated in the opposite direction, the murjia. They said that iman is one also. If we confirm it, we confirm it completely. So even if a person commits whatever sins they commit, they are mu'min. They are a complete believer, totally believer without any defect in their iman because they said that one sin does not affect their iman. So even if a person commits whatever sins they commit, they consider them to be a believer as long as they hold the conviction in their heart, the belief in Islam, and they testify on their tongue, no matter what their deeds are, the murjia, they said it doesn't harm their iman, it doesn't affect it, it is perfect and complete. So the khawarij were just the opposite, they nullified it completely, and the murjia confirmed it completely. Well, the correct opinion is the opinion of the Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah that iman can be divided and it can increase and decrease. It increases by the doing of good deeds and it decreases by the commission of sins. Then he said, some of the groups from amongst the ignorant and those who have gone astray, they claim that Iman, it is ma'arifatul qalb faqat. Yani that it is only the knowledge or the acknowledgement or the confession or the, I mean, the, 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 the state of cognizance 
of knowing the truth of La ilaha illallah, whoever has that knowledge or that uh, consciousness, awareness in their heart, then they said, that is Iman and that person is a mu'min, a believer. These are the extremists from amongst the murjia, those who claim that uh, actions are not a part of Iman. However, the majority of the murjia say that Iman is not only that which is in the heart, but is also speech on the tongue. They have not included actions in Iman, but they have claimed that Iman is only the conviction or the knowledge which is in the heart and the speech on the tongue. However, the evidences of the Qur'an and the Sunnah together support one another and confirm the fact or the truthfulness of the opinion of the early generations of the Muslims, as Salaf al-Sali, that al-Iman, it is tasdiq of the heart, confirmation yani of, of the truth in the heart, and it is speech by the tongue, and it is action by the limbs or the body parts. And these two, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has constantly and always joined these two together. Yani the joining between al-Iman and al-Amal as-Salihat. Yani belief or correct faith and righteous deeds. In so many places in the Qur'an, like the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Sa'ad chapter 38, verse 24, إِلَّا nahum." Except those who believe and do good deeds, and they are, and little are those, and they are few. So the believer is the one who attests to the truth in his heart. Mufaddiq biqalbihi. He attests to the truth in his heart. وَيُقِرُّ بِلِسَانِهِ And he confirms by his tongue that which is, that which is believed in the heart. And that is what is intended by the testimony of La ilaha illallah wa anna Muhammad Rasulullah shahadati an la ilaha illallah wa anna Muhammad Rasulullah this is what is intended by it that it is a, a, uh, test, a testimony or a confirmation of truth in the heart along with that confession on the tongue or bearing witness by the tongue and likewise actions are a part of that which is called Iman Contrary to those who have removed it from Iman, who have claimed that it is not a part of Iman, like Al-Imam Abu Hanifa, Rahimahullah, and others who have agreed with him on this position. Uh, and there are a number of statements that have been attributed to Al-Imam Abu Hanifa, Rahimahullah, uh, stating that Iman does not increase and decrease. And as a result of that position, he held the opinion that actions are outside of Iman. They are necessary and they are required, but they are not a part of Iman. And it has been stated in the book uh, of Al-Imam Abu Hanifa, and even if some of the scholars have uh, questioned the authenticity of that which has been related to him, but it has been narrated by his son. Uh, in Fiqh Al-Awsat in Fiqh Al-Awsat which is less famous than Fiqh Al-Akbar the more famous book of Imam Abu Hanifa but in that book he, clear, he clearly stated that Iman does not increase or decrease in any case that was the opinion of Imam Abu Hanifa on this point however he did not go to the extent of the Murjia 
who held that actions are not necessary at all and that actions do not affect one's iman. But he believed that actions indeed affect one's iman and that a person should be punished for their actions and that the person who is not truthful shouldn't, their testimony shouldn't be accepted and so on. So he said that uh, some of the groups claim that actions are not a part of al-iman when in fact indeed it is a part of iman and that which is this is what is necessitated by the evidences or the text of the Quran and Sunnah the Prophet has enumerated or he has considered or counted actions as a part of iman in a number of hadith and from amongst those hadith is the saying of the Prophet ﷺ reported by Imam Muslim in his Sahih Al-Imanu Bid'un wa Sab'una Shu'batan or in the Sahih of Muslim it is reported Bid'un wa Sittuna and in the Sahih of Al-Bukhari Bid'un wa Sab'una Shu'batan that Al-Iman it consists of 70 some odd or 60 some odd branches or characteristics. It has aspects or characteristics of a man. There are 60 or 70 some odd uh, branches. And the best of it, the highest of it, it is the saying of La ilaha illallah. And the lowest branch or the lowest aspect of al man is removing something harmful from the road. And modesty is also a branch of Al-Iman. From this hadith it is clear that action, the action or the speech of saying La ilaha illallah and the action of removing something harmful from the road, it is considered as a part of Iman in the statement of the Prophet and this hadith that is reported in Sahihain Al-Bukhari and Muslim. In another hadith, also reported by Al-Bukhari, when some people came to the Prophet ﷺ and they said that we are not able to come to you except in the sacred month. Yani because between us and you there is a warring tribe or a, a, a people who would prevent us or who would fight us and harm us. So they said, teach us something that we can go back and teach our people. Give us something very important that will help us and that will yani, enable us to earn the pleasure of Allah. The Prophet ﷺ, told them to have Iman in Allah and then he said to them Atadruna mal Iman Do you know what is Al-Iman? Do you know what is Al-Iman? When he told them to believe in Allah alone he asked them Do you know what is Iman? And here the Prophet وسلم, he said that Iman is the Shahada of La ilaha illallah wa anna Muhammad Rasulullah and it is the performance of prayers and the paying of zakat and the performance of hajj the Prophet وسلم, he said that these are all a part of Iman performance of prayers, the payment of zakat, Sawmi Ramadan, Hajj al-Bayt, all of this is part of Iman. And this is a clear proof from the Messenger of Allah وسلم, that one's actions of obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are also a part of Iman. And this is also a proof that if actions are part of Iman, then when one's actions or good deeds or acts of obedience increase, that one iman, one's Iman also increase with the increase of the good deeds. So this hadith or these hadith and others indicate that actions are part of that which is called al-Iman. And this is the opinion, the true opinion of the 
scholars of the people of Sunnah in this issue, and it is the opinion of the majority of the early generations of the Muslims, radiallahu anhum ajma'in. Then the statement, the second part of this issue of Al-Imam, the statement of Al-Imam ibn Abi Zayd, وَيَذِيدُ بِزِيَادِسِ الْعَمَالِ وَيَنْقُصُ بِنَقْصِهَا That Iman increases with the increase of actions, yani good deeds, and it decreases with the decrease of those actions. This is also the opinion, the true opinion of the people of Sunnah, and it is the saying of the righteous predecessors, the Salaf al-Salih, رضي الله عنه مجمعين, and this has been indicated in a, no, in a number of texts, yani from the Quran and Sunnah, from amongst them is the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Tawbah chapter 9, verse 124, فَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَقُولُوا أَيُّكُمْ زَادَتْهُ هَذِهِ إِمَانًا That when a chapter or a surah of the Quran was revealed, that some from amongst the hypocrites, some from amongst them who were hypocrites, they said, which of, which of you? His Iman is increased by this, by the revelation of this Surah. فَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا فَزَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا وَهُمْ يَسْتَبْشِرُونَ So as for those who believe, it has increased their Iman. زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا It has increased them in Iman. And this is a proof that Iman increases. And likewise the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Mudassir chapter 74 verse 31 وَمَا جَعَلْنَا أَصْحَابَ النَّارِ إِلَّا مَلَائِكَةً وَمَا جَعَلْنَا عِدَّتَهُمْ إِلَّا فِتْنَةً لِلَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا That we have not made the companions of the fire, and yani the people who are guarding the fire, that is, uh, those who guard the hellfire. We have not made them except angels, and we have not made their number except as a fitna or a trial for those who believe. لِيَسْتَيْقِنَا الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابِ وَيَزْدَادَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِمَانًا And this is so that those who have been given the book that they will reach certainty about this matter and also that those who believe, meaning the Muslims, the Mu'minun, so that they will be increased in their Iman. <coughs> and this is also of the many texts that the scholars of the people of Sunnah, of Sunnah have mentioned concerning the fact that Al-Iman increases. The texts are many on this topic from the Qur'an and from the Sunnah proving that Iman increases and decreases. It increases with obedience and decreases with disobedience. And this is the saying of the majority of the scholars of the early generation of the Muslims. And they have been opposed or contradicted by those who claim that Al-Iman does not increase nor does it decrease that it is one, as one unit, that is inseparable or indivisible. Uh, and they said that it is either confirmed that a person has Iman in totality, or Iman is removed or raised up from them in totality. Yani they are either, either a mu'min or a kafir. From amongst them, there are those who declared the kufr or the disbelief of all sinners. And these are... <coughs> from amongst the Khawarij, the extremists, whereas the generality of the Khawarij hold that uh, those who commit major sins uh, fall into kufr or disbelief. And from amongst those who hold this belief that Imam doesn't increase or decrease, that it is one unit or one part that is indivisible, indivisible, from amongst them are those who say that sins 
does not affect the person who commits a sin. And this is the murjia, those who say that as long as the person has iman, then his iman is not affected by his sinful behavior because sin, because iman does not increase or decrease, it remains stable. If it is there, it is there, and if it is not there, it is not there. So these two went in different directions, one of them holding that if a person commits sins, that it takes them out of Islam completely, and the other one holding that even if a person commits sins, it doesn't affect their iman at all. Each of these are uh, incorrect and astray, and the truth is that iman is divisible, it can be divided, that it increases and decreases, and that the people of iman are different. Some of them surpassing others in the, their iman. And this is the truth about which there is no doubt. Indeed, the iman of Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu anhu cannot be compared to the iman of the people today. And the iman of the prophets cannot be compared to the iman of the common people. And the iman of the angels likewise, and so on. There is no doubt about the fact that the iman of the one who possesses iman uh, it, it is in levels or in degrees, some people, some of the, uh, surpassing others. Then he said the saying of Al-Imam ibn Abi Zayd, فَيَكُونُ بِهَا نَقْصُ وَبِهَا زِيَادَةِ So it is through actions that uh, someone's iman is defective or decreases, uh, and it is also through actions that someone's iman is increased. That is, the actions, as, as much as they increase, the doing of good deeds, the iman will increase, and as much as they decrease, then the doing of uh, good deeds or the commission of sins, then one's iman will likewise decrease. And in this way, the people of iman, the true believers, some of them uh, surpass others in iman, and it is in accordance with their taqwa, their piety, and the obedience to the commands of Allah and refraining from that which He has prohibited, and it is in accordance with their actions. Then the last two statements that he made concerning uh, the two conditions for acceptance of deeds, that is, sincerity in one's intentions and agreement or concordance with the Sunnah. Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd, he said, وَلَا يَقْمُلُوا قَوْلُ الْإِمَانِ إِلَّا بِعَمَلٍ That the speech that is part of Iman, whether it is that conviction in the heart or profession on the tongue, that speech of Iman, it is not completed or perfected unless it is joined by actions, by deeds. When we know that actions are part of Iman, then we know that Iman will increase and decrease in accordance with one's deeds. So whoever has attested to the truth by their heart and confirmed it in their tongue, then his Iman will not be completed or perfected until he follows that testimony with good deeds. وَلَا قَوْلَ وَلَا عَمَلَ إِلَّا بِنِيَّةٍ And also the perfection of speech and actions, it is not complete except by niyyah, except by sincere intentions for the sake of Allah alone. And that is because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said in the hadith reported by Al-Bukhari on the authority of Umar bin Al-Khattab radiallahu anhu, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَّاتِ وَإِنَّمَا لِكُلِّمْرِيَنْ that verily actions are judged by intentions. And the final judgment concerning one's actions, it goes back to intentions. And verily every person will have 
that which he has intended. Yani his reward for his actions, it will be in accordance with that which he has intended. Therefore, intentions are essential. <coughs> so that speech and action, it is not accepted unless there is the niyyah, or, or speech and actions are not accepted unless there is the niyyah, or the intention that is purely for the sake of Allah alone. If it was for other than Allah, one's intention, then the actions would be returned to the one who has done it. Yani it would be rejected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَا قَوْلَ وَعَمَلَ وَنِيَّةَ إِلَّا بِمُوَافَقَةِ السُّنَّةِ And there is no completion of speech or actions or even intentions except by uh, through agreement or concordance with the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam. So if actions, if one's actions are not in agreement with the guidance of the Prophet wasallam, then it is false and it is rejected and returned to the one who has done it. And this is due to the saying of the Prophet ﷺ in the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha reported by Imam Muslim in his Sahih مَنْ عَمِلَ عَمَلًا لَيْسَ عَلَيْهِ أَمْرُنَا فَهُوَ رَدٌ That whoever does a deed which is not in agreement or in concordance with this matter of ours yani this deen of ours, the sharia of Allah, the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ whoever does a deed which is not in agreement with that then it is rejected, is rejected. So every action which is not in agreement with al-tariqah and nabawiyyah, the way of the Prophet ﷺ, it is false, batil. And likewise, every action which is not done purely for the sake of Allah, it is also rejected. <coughs> Here, Shaykh Muhammad al-Khumayyis, Hafizullah, mentions two points as the summary of this issue. The, the, the definition of al-iman, he said that al-iman it is tasdiq bil-qalb, it is confirmation in the heart. Waqawl bil-lisan, in speech by the tongue, wa'amalun bil-jawarih, and it is actions by the body parts, yazid bil-fa'at, it increases by acts of obedience, wa'yanqusu bil-ma'asi, and it decreases by sin. And the second point he made is that al-ikhlas wa muwafaqat al-sunnah, that these two things, sincerity, doing something sincerely for the sake of Allah alone and concordance with the sunnah are two conditions the two primary conditions for the acceptability of one's deeds the last paragraph or the next paragraph, paragraph 17 which is very brief, Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd he said, and this is related to the previous paragraph and it is also required that we believe وَأَنَّهُ لَا يُكَفَّرُ أَحَدٌ بِذَنْبٍ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْقِبْلَةِ That no one from the Ahl al-Qibla, from the people of the Qibla, the people who pray towards the Kaaba, meaning the Muslims, no one from amongst the Ahl al-Qibla, the Muslims, no one of them should be declared as a kafir بِذَنْبٍ due to a sin, yani merely due to a sin. Yani not every sin that a person commits whether major, even, or minor, uh, can we declare them to be a kafir due to such as did the khawarij? Yani we do not declare a person to be a kafir simply due to sins, in general. Although there are some sins which indeed nullify Islam, the nawakir of Islam, that the scholars have mentioned in the books of fiqh under apostasy, and that some of the scholars have mentioned in books of aqidah, like the nawakir of Islam of Al-Imam 
of Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab, these things are things which nullify a person's Islam. However, in general, sins in general, whether they are major or minor, do not nullify a person's Islam, but they decrease the Iman or decrease the perfection of Iman. Also, in another edition of, this, of the book of Al-Imam ibn Abi Zayd, the statement that he has made there is more clear than this one. He said, وَأَنَّهُ لَا يُكَفَّرُ أَحَدٌ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْقِبْلَةِ بِذَنْبٍ That no one of the Ahl al-Qibla should be declared to be a kafir due to a sin. وَإِنْ كَانَ كَبِيرًا Even if it is a major sin. وَلَا يُحْبِتُ الْإِمَانِ غَيْرَ الشِّرْكِ بِاللَّهِ تَعَالَى And that nothing completely nullifies a person's iman other than shirk in Allah. يعني associating something as a partner with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he mentioned the saying of Allah in Surah Al-Zumr chapter 39 verse 65. لَإِنْ أَشْرَقَّ لَيَحْبَطَنَّ عَمَلُكَ That if you had committed shirk, worshipping something besides Allah, then your deeds would have been nullified. وَلَتَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ And you would definitely be of the losers. And also the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Nisa chapter 4 verse 116 إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَيْ يُشْرَكَ بِهِ That Allah does not forgive, Allah will not forgive that somebody associates something with him as a partner, as an equal with him وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَا يَشَاءُ And he forgives whatever is less than that, to whomever he wills. Uh, here, Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd has mentioned that we do not declare a person to be a kafir due to their sins, even if they are major sins. And that these sins do not nullify a person's Islam completely, except shirk. And here we, we note, as we, as, we, as we hinted at earlier, that not only shirk, but whatever are from the nullifiers of Islam, whatever are proven by the scholars of Islam, that these things negate a person's Islam. And they are primarily, although not uh, exclusively, but they are primarily those things which go back to a nullification of Tawheed. Whatever types of acts go back to nullifying Tawheed, and they are the things that nullify a person's Islam totally. And likewise, other acts which are the proofs of Qur'an and Sunnah and the scholars have agreed upon are nullifiers of Islam. However, we don't say that a person is declared to be a kafir simply because of the commission of sin. Not every sin is a nullifier of Islam, as claimed by the Khawarij. Here, Sheikh uh, Muhammad al-Khumis, Hafizullah says, the statement of Al-Imam ibn Abi Zayd that we do not, yani that no one should be declared as a kafir due to a sin. Yani the people from the Ahl al-Qibla, the Muslims, they should not be declared to be out of Islam due to a sin. He said, the Ahl al-Sunnah, from the early righteous generation of the Muslims, the Salaf al-Salih, they say that a Muslim is not declared to be a kafir simply due to the commission of sin, whether it is a minor sin or major sin, as long as that person confesses and agrees that that sin which they have committed, it is haram, that it is unlawful, as long as they confess that what they are doing, it is unlawful, then we don't declare them to be a kafir. This is a very important condition. And this is clearly stated in some of the books of the scholars, such as Al-Aqidah Tahawiyah by Imam Abu Jafar Tawi. He stated clearly these words like this, with this condition, as long as they don't declare to be lawful the sin that they are committing, as long as they don't declare to be lawful. Here, 
the Shaykh says in the explanation that the scholars of Ahlul Sunnah don't declare anybody to be a kafir whether they commit sins major or minor as long as they agree that what they are doing it is haram and they also say that if he believes in his heart, his aqidah, he believes that it is lawful for him to commit this sin then in that case he has gone out of Islam he has fallen into disbelief due to his believing the lawfulness of that which Allah has made haram and due to his denial of the prohibition of that which is known in the deen of Islam to be prohibited the things that are well known that they are haram and then he believes that it is halal then the kufr of that person is not due to the commission of the sin but it is due to his belief in his heart that what he is doing is lawful which is the negation of the words of Allah in the Quran or the words of the Prophet in the authentic sunnah this is kufr that his kufr is not due to the sin itself but it is due to his belief in his heart that what he is doing is lawful and a number of groups have deviated concerning this point like the khawarij those who declared the kufr of those who commit major sins in fact he said that the extremists from amongst the khawarij declared the kufr of the generality of sinners yani whoever commits sins whether major or minor and this is clearly a deviation and it has led to many uh, harmful things and the truth is that which is held by the Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah may Allah be pleased with them that the sinner that he uh, we don't say that he is a kafir but we say that he is disobedient or we say that he is sinful, fasiq due to his disobedience however he is not a kafir unless he believes in his heart or hold the view that what he is doing which Allah has made haram that it is lawful and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not nullified or negated the iman of the sinners of the disobedient people when they have done some sinful act look at the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Hujurat chapter 49 verses 9 and 10 وَإِنْ قَائِفَتَانِ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ اِقْتَفَنُوا فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَهُمْ بَيْنَهُمَا فَإِنْ بَغَتْ إِحْدَاهُمَا عَلَى الْأُخْرَى فَقَاتِلُوا الَّتِي تَبْغِي حَتَّى تَفِيئَ إِلَى أَمْرِ اللَّهِ That if two parties from amongst the believers from amongst the mu'mineen, the believers if two parties from amongst them fall into fighting with one another فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَهُمَا then make peace between them but if one of them commits an outrage يعني transgress the bounds against the other then fight فَقَاتِلُوا الَّتِي تَبْغِي حَتَّى تَفِيَا إِلَى أَمْرِ اللَّهِ then all of you together should fight against that one who has done so until they comply with the order of Allah فَإِنْ فَاعَتْ فَأَصْلِهُ بَيْنَهُمَا بِالْعَدْلِ وَأَقْصِتُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ الْمُقْصِتِينَ but if they return to the command of Allah, if they comply with the command of Allah then make peace between the two groups with justice and be equitable indeed Allah loves those who are equitable in the following ayat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَةٍ فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَ أَخَوَيْكُمْ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ that indeed the believers they are brothers so make peace between your two brothers that are warring or fighting with one another make peace between them and see Allah perhaps perhaps you will achieve Allah's mercy or Allah's mercy will be upon you 
from here we see that in these verses Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about two parties of the Muslims fighting one another, warring one another, killing one another. And indeed, killing a Muslim is a major sin. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not negated their iman, but He continued to call them as believers, The believers, they are brothers, so make peace between your brothers. And your warring brothers who are killing one another, make peace between them. They are still brothers and they are still believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not negated their iman in spite of their fighting one another, and the proofs of this type are many. Here the Shaykh has summarized uh, this brief statement by saying that a Muslim should not be declared as a kafir due to a sin, whether it is minor or major. As long as he does not believe that what that the sin which he is committing is lawful, as long as he does not believe in the permissibility of what he is doing, as long as he admits that what he what he is doing is forbidden. Uh, how much time, Huh? Wait, just quickly, at least, I mean, for the for the benefit, I mean, concerning this point, because it is a point of great importance, I want to read the comment of Sheikh Abdul Aziz ibn Baz, or Sheikh uh, Sheikh ibn Baz, rahimahullah, and Sheikh Razani, rahimahullah, concerning the point of declaring a Muslim to be a kafir due to sin. Here in the Aqidah al-Tahawiyah and Imam al-Tahawi said we do not declare anyone from the people of the Qibla to be a kafir due to a sin as long as he doesn't declare it to be lawful. مَا لَمْ يَسْتَحِلَّهُ Shaykh al-Bani rahimahullah said that مَا لَمْ يَسْتَحِلَّهُ as long as he doesn't consider it lawful he said it means قَلْبِيًا اِعْتِقَادِيًا yani as long as he doesn't consider it lawful in his heart in his aqidah, in his belief, he doesn't believe it's lawful. Otherwise, every person who commits a sin, he has declared his sin to be lawful. Amaliyan. By doing it, by his action, he is considering it to be lawful. In actions. However, what we mean here is he doesn't consider it lawful in his heart. The fact that a person commits a sin, they have made it lawful for themselves. They have allowed themselves to do it. While Allah has prohibited them from it, they have made it lawful for themselves. So here the Shaykh said that we have to make a distinction between the one who considers the sin lawful by his actions. Amaliyan, every sinner is doing so, and the one who considers what he is doing lawful, albiyan or atiqadiyan, in his heart, in his, in his heart. The one who considers it in his heart as lawful, that is the one who said that is a kafir. He said we have to make a distinction between these two because the one who believes the sinful act as lawful in his heart, he is a disbeliever by ijma, by consensus. While the one who considers it lawful in his action, yani by doing it, not in his belief, then that one is a sinner who deserves to be punished with the appropriate punishment unless Allah forgives him. And if he is punished justly, then he will be saved yani from uh, the hellfire it's a little more lengthy, however, and I have summarized the comments of Shaykh Al-Albani, Rahimahullah. Shaykh Ibn Ba'ath, he said that the people of Sunnah, the Ahl Sunnah wa Jumaa, they do not declare the kufr of a Muslim, muwahid. Yani the one who believes in the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and who believes in the last day. We do not declare the kufr due to the sin that they have committed, like zina, fornication or drinking alcohol, 
or, or engaging in interest or disobedience to parents and the likes of this, as long as that person doesn't consider what they're doing as lawful. But if he considers it as lawful, then he has disbelieved. And this is because he is denying, he is denying the saying of Allah, the saying of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, concerning these things, that these things are haram, and therefore he goes outside of the being. As for the one who doesn't consider it as lawful, then this one is not to be declared a kafir according to the Ahl Sunnah wa Jama'ah, but we say that he is weak in Iman, da'if al-Iman. And the ruling concerning him is according to that which he engaged in of sins. He will be declared as a fasted, a sinner, or the punishment, the hudud, will be implemented against him for whatever he has done in accordance yani to the pure sharia. And this is the opinion of the Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah as opposed to the Khawarij and the Mu'atidila and those who have followed their false way. Indeed, the Khawarij declared the kufr of a person who commits sins and the Mu'atidila made them to be between two stations. يعني بين منزلتين بين الإسلام والكفر in this world يعني that they are not in Islam nor they in Kufr as for in the next life both of these groups are in agreement يعني that the person will be in the hellfire together and the opinion of these two groups is clearly false according to the Quran and Sunnah and the ijma of the early generation of the Ummah even if some people have become confused concerning this matter due to their small amount of knowledge however the matter of these two groups Alhamdulillah is very clear according to the people of truth as we have mentioned here. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa tubi ilayk. If there's any question or comment or correction, perhaps we can take a few moments or I don't know if we should go immediately to the question. How much time? Seven minutes. Five. Now. Now. Because Al-Iman, it is general, it is a general expression and part of it, yani, he said, if Iman, if these are part of Iman, then why does Allah join them together and say, إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمَلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ It is because Al-Iman is general and it is more comprehensive, while deeds are a part of Iman. Just like uh, we talk about, for example, a part of something, the ruku and salat. For example, Allah talks about those who bow down to Him. As, as a part of salat, while salat is more specific. And likewise, it is used in this way in many places that that which is general is mentioned and that which is specific. Yani to show the importance of it or to, or to point out specifically some specific aspect of that which is general. Many places in the Quran such expressions are used where that which is general is mentioned first and then the specific parts of it or a particular important part of it is mentioned after it and this is, there's no contradiction in the Arabic language it is very common that uh, the, the more general expression is used and then some specifics of it may be mentioned to show the importance of those things the importance of actions here uh, it is because of the fact that uh, Iman even though it includes action some people might believe because of the root meaning, the origin of the meaning of Iman that it is tasdik, this confirmation in the heart, some people might be led to believe that it is sufficient. Therefore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes mentions those things which are also part of Iman as the Prophet sallallahu mentioned in the hadith reported by Al-Bukhari when he asked those people, do you know what is Iman? And then he began to, he began to express to them what is Iman. In that statement he said to them, believe in Allah alone. And he mentioned Iman first in the general meaning, believing in Allah alone. And then he asked them, 
Do you know what is Iman in Allah alone? And then he began to explain the details of Iman in Allah alone. And he said it includes the testimony of La ilaha illallah. And that Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah. And it includes the performance of prayers and zakat and hajj and so on. So here the Prophet ﷺ in that hadith he mentioned the belief in Allah alone in general first. And then he explained to them what is the meaning of belief in Allah alone. And the first thing that he mentioned from it is that which obviously comes to your mind. The testimony that there is nothing that deserves to be worshipped except Allah alone. But then he added to that more details of it. That it also includes the performance of salat and zakat and qiyam and hajj and so on. Allah knows that. Public. Now, well, it is a small book. It is a basic text in which Rani, he is making statements, the statements of Iman in general. In any case, the important thing here concerning Al Imam Abu Hanifa, Rahimahullah, <coughs> is that this is an issue about which there is some difference of opinion. It is an issue about which there is some difference of opinion. The majority of the scholars from amongst the early generations of the Muslims, including the other of the four Imams, that is Imam Malik and Shafi and Ahmed, Awzai and Athawri and the other famous Imams from the people of Sunnah, have agreed that actions are part of Iman. So it is a point that it is an error only. And we don't condemn the scholars of the people of Sunnah for an error. Every human being is subject to error. Imam al-Bukhari, rahimahullah, he said that I have met so many scholars, more than 1,000 scholars from the different, different lands of the Muslims, all of them saying that Iman includes speech and action. That means that this is the overwhelming majority of the uh, opinion of the scholars of the people of Sunnah, even if any, there were some who differed on this point. The correct opinion is that actions are part of Iman. And quickly, the question here, what is the linguistic meaning of Al-Iman? The linguistic meaning of Al-Iman is the tasdeeq, confirmation. Mention the three components of Al-Iman according to Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd. It is the conviction, conviction in the heart, speech on the tongue, and the actions of the body parts. Explain the correct aqeedah concerning whether Iman increases and decreases. Yani the correct aqeedah is that Iman does increase, and anything that increases, when it increases, yani it becomes more perfect, which shows that its condition before that was yani, less perfect. That means it has yani, a defective condition and a perfected condition yani, with the increase and decrease of Iman. And as long as actions are part of Iman, then indeed when one's actions increase, one's Iman will increase. And if one commits deeds of disobedience, then it decreases Iman. Mention the two basic conditions necessary for the correctness of deeds. They are Al-Ikhlas, sincerity for Allah alone and mutaba'a or muwafaqat al-sunnah being in agreement with the sunnah or the sharia does al-masiyah al-ma'asiyah sin in general negate one's iman in totality we said that ma'asiyah or sin in general does not negate one's iman in totality but it causes a decrease in iman or it affects the perfection of iman unless we are talking about those things which nullify islam the nullifiers of islam like shirk and that which is related to it Discuss the aqeedah of the deviant group Al-Murjiyah concerning Al-Iman. Their aqeedah is that Iman is one unit. It is indivisible. It is either confirmed or negated. Confirmed totally or it is negated totally. Therefore they said that a person who has Iman, his Iman is, is the perfection of his Iman is intact. And his sinful act does not affect his Iman. Yani Iman does not increase and, in, and decrease according to the Murjiyah nor does a person's sin affect the perfection of the Iman at all. 
mention a delil or proof which indicates that actions are part of Iman. The hadith of the Prophet ﷺ that Iman has 60 or 70 some odd branches. Uh, the highest of them is the saying of La ilaha illallah and removing something harmful from the road which is the lowest of them. This is an action showing that this action is a part of Iman and modesty is a part of Iman. Which deviant group claim that a Muslim goes out of Islam due to ma'afiyah or sin? This is the Khawarij, they said, and also the Mu'tazila. But the Khawarij said it clearly that a person is a Kafir, while the Mu'tazila said that they are neither a Kafir nor a Mu'min, but in the hellfire they would remain eternally. What is the Hukum or ruling concerning those who commit Al-Kabaya, major sin? And in those who commit Kabaya, we say that they are fasted, a sinful person. We don't say that they are a kafir and that they have to make tawbah from their sins. And if they don't make tawbah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may uh, forgive them if he will, or he may punish them justly. Yani the condition of that person is that he is a fasted, not a kafir. We say he is a disobedient, sinful believer whose iman is not perfect. He is decreased because of his sin. What is the hukum? Ruling concerning those who consider their sinful acts as halal or lawful, who believe in their heart that their sinful acts are lawful. What is there? Naam, this is kufr. The mere act of sin, it doesn't take a person out of Islam in general. However, if somebody believes that what they are doing is lawful, not due to ignorance, but knowing the proof and the truth that Allah has prohibited it, then this is kufr that takes a person out of Islam.